Welcome to Sudoku Book Club, the podcast where we finally get to the books that have been sitting on our shelves for forever. I'm Leif Nelson. And I'm Emily Miner. And this episode was recorded a, a long time ago, and being idiots, we didn't have an intro or outro back then, so here we are. Um, it was recorded as a single episode at my parents' place, and we are splitting it into two parts. We were at my parents' place because my mom is going to be the special guest. Technically, her episode is next, which should be up in two weeks, but she was more than willing to sit down for this as Emily talked about her book. So, without any more further ado... Take it away, me. <laughs> yes, take it away. Um, Emily, you're our first yeah. presenter, host. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for our first shoe, I read Fellowship of the Ring. I've already read Fellowship and Two Towers, but this time we'll just talk about Fellowship a little bit. Mm. Um, by J.R.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, it was good. It was longer than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the longest one. I might be. Yeah, wrong. it's pretty long. Um, I think that Return of the King is the shortest. Um, and like when I picked it up from the library, it looked the shortest. And then there's also like a hundred pages of appendices in the back, so it's really, really short. Did you read those at all, or? Well, I haven't gotten through all of. No. The short answer is no, I haven't. I haven't gotten through all of Return of the King yet, and they're in the back, and I didn't have them while I was reading Fellowship, so not yet. And unfortunately, uh, whatever like edition I have, there aren't any appendices in the back of Fellowship, so I didn't get to read them alongside. But that's okay. But you actually like reading appendices? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh, eventually for this, I would like to read The Cimmerillion, which is basically, like, one long appendices. Right. Um, but, yeah, I like it. Especially since, like, the whole... I mean, I'm sure there's other interesting stuff in the appendices, but, like, the whole love story between Arwen and Aragorn is not in the actual book. It's all in the appendices. So I kind of wanted to see what that's like, but I, I haven't read it yet. So. <laughs> okay yeah. so how long have you been meaning to read this okay yeah so i actually haven't had the book on my shelf um well i guess i've had it on my shelf for about a year because i i stole this copy from a friend <laughs> um she let me take it and it's it's mine now um so i've had it for about a year um but i've been meaning to read them for several years um i've actually so I have had them read to me by my dad because my dad actually read all three books to me and my younger brother um, when we were still really young. Uh, I don't know. I was. It was probably it probably took him like a good three years because he would just read a little bit to us before bedtime. Um, and so I had all three of them read to me, but then I'd never actually read any of them. And I've watched the movies like a million times. Um, so I've been meaning to read them on my own for like, gosh, I don't know, 10, 12 mm -hmm. years. So a really long time. And so remind me, you said you had read Fellowship before or? No. Okay. So this actually... I've read The Hobbit. Okay. I'd read The Hobbit on my own, like as a teenager. But this is the first time I've actually, for myself, read any of the trilogy. 
Do you really have a master's in English if you had not read Shut The up. Lord of the Rings before <laughs> that? <up>. Yes. <laughs> That's not a prerequisite. <laughs> it's know. not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's plenty of other stuff that probably people think mm-hmm. I should have read that I haven't, so it's okay. I've seen the movies, so it's fine. So, But it was really good. Yeah? Yeah, I really liked it. Were you expecting to like it? Or? Yeah, I mean, I was, well, yes and no. Like, I was, I was expecting to like it, but I think I was expecting it to feel a lot slower than it actually was. Um... Mostly because, like, so, you know how, like, most, a lot of people say, like, oh, I like the book better than the movie. And, like, this is one of the series where, like, even though people really like the books, this is one where, like, I kind of consistently hear, no, I actually liked the movies better than Mm. the books. Mm -hmm. Because the books Mm -hmm. were kind of, I don't know. I think a common complaint is that it's just kind of wordy or, like, he goes on and on about, like, just describing like the landscape or describing mm-hmm. whatever's going on and people like to hate on Bombadil. <laughs> um, maybe okay, so the thing is is like everybody is really happy, uh, apparently, that Tom Bombadil never made it into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and I was really sad about that <laughs> because I remember really fondly, like loving that part of the book from when my dad read it to us. And so I was always sad it didn't get into the movie. And then when I was reading, I was like, okay, no, like I kind of get it. Like it's really slow. And like you think that they've finally left. And then like Tom comes back and you're like, okay, like let's get on to like Frodo getting knifed on a hill. But I. Uh, yeah, other than that, it was really good, and it was kind of fun because I had already watched the movie so much. Um, like, I was able to recognize what lines were pulled, like, directly from the book um, and, like, hear it in the actors' voices, and mm. that was really fun. Any major differences besides Bombadil not being in the book? or I mean, yeah, like, there are differences. Like, the ones... So, honestly, like, the biggest one that I noticed was the difference in Aragorn's character. So, in the movies, he is super, I don't know, I guess apprehensive about becoming king. And, like, he's not really sure if he's ready or he's not really sure. He's just, in general, kind of, like, I don't know about this. Um, And I think he's scared of, like, inheriting this legacy that was kind of a failure because, um, you know, his ancestor didn't get rid of the ring and he's afraid he's going to make the same mistakes or whatever. And that's like not the case at all in the book. Um, he's like fully on board. He knows that he's going to become, or he should become king. Um, I think he has a pretty good, like he's pretty much accepted, like, this is my destiny, um doesn't have any problems with that and after Gandalf dies he has no idea like how to lead the company and like where to take them next um so like after Gandalf dies they go to Lothlorien and they're kind of there for quite a while and then eventually they leave um in the boats that the elves give them and there's this whole like Basically, Aragorn keeps, like, putting off this decision about, like, 
where they should go once they've reached like the end of the river. So like he's really, it, it's funny because at first he's really happy that they're given boats. So he's like, doesn't have to make the decision about which side of the river to walk on. Because <laughs> if he walks on, I guess it would be, if he takes the company on the east side, it's kind of like the more dangerous one because it's closer to Mordor. Um, so like there's supposed to be more orcs and just like in general more danger. Um, but that's also like where I think they assume Frodo is going to have to go eventually because he's going to have to take the ring into Mordor. But if they walk on the west side, they're closer, like they're in Gondor territory, more or less. Um, so it should theoretically be less dangerous. Like he's never really able to make that choice. And it's very clear that like he has no idea where Gandalf would have wanted them to go he like does not want to make this decision and eventually he just tells frodo that it's frodo's decision <laughs> and, and he's like well you're the yeah you're the ring bearer so uh you have to decide now and like he puts him on the spot and frodo's like okay well give me an hour and that's when uh long story short frodo ends up like trying to leave on his own um so yeah, that was kind of interesting that he's totally sure about the fact that he's going to be king, but he is very tormented about like where to take the rest of the company. Where so. in the movie are they, like, they know they're going somewhere? Or... I guess. and I was... don't they just like set up camp when they get attacked or something? Or what's the... Yeah, I don't... It's been a while, I guess. I feel like I should remember because I've seen them so often, but I don't remember. I think they're just, like, setting up camp for the night, I think. They're just resting for the night. And that's when, like, uh, there's the whole thing between Frodo and Boromir and the orcs attack. But in the book, it's like they're setting up specific, like, they're, they're stopping for the night specifically to decide what route they're going to take next. So I think in the movie, it's more just like, well, we're, this is where we're going now. We're heading south because they know it, at a minimum they have to go south. And it's never really, it's never really discussed other than that. But I thought that was really interesting. And he's just like, I don't know. I mean, he's always been one of my favorite characters, but I liked getting more, like, getting inside his head gotcha. in the book. Because, yeah, he's kind of just a very capable yeah like dude right like he just other than like making his own personal life decisions like <laughs> he basically knows everything in the movies and is like mm -hmm. you know uh, take charge yeah yeah like you know he like dotes on the hobbits right. and like but calls them idiots and yeah and i know that arwen is not the elf who saves them, mm -hmm. but is she in it at all? Like, does she wander through the halls as they're talking, or does she just sort of not exist? I don't remember her really being around. Um, he does bring her up to Galadriel when they're in Lothlorien, because... Okay, so, like, when, you know, when they're leaving Lorien and she's, like, giving everyone gifts as they leave. So, like, mm -hmm. Gimli gets her locks of hair and, like, Frodo gets the file or, of That's the one Lorien. I always remember because there's always that Tumblr post about how important Gimli's gift is. Yeah. Which... <laughs> 
Well, okay, and I, okay, so last night when I was prepping for this, I was just like reading through random Wikipedia pages, mm -hmm. um, and apparently, uh, yeah, maybe this is exactly what you're talking about, because uh, apparently, like, probably several thousand years earlier, there was some other guy who, like, begged Galadriel for her, like, for a couple of locks of her hair, and she never gave him any mm -hmm. so it's like a really big deal that nah, she gave Gimli right. some um but yeah like she asks Aragorn like what do you want and he's like well you already it's kind of cryptic but he's like you know like what my heart desires and nah, he mentions Arwen's name um and uh, I actually didn't realize this but Arwen is Galadriel's granddaughter hmm. um her daughter's daughter um because her daughter married Elrond so uh he mentions her and that's actually when Aragorn I don't remember if that's how where it is in the movie but that's where he gets like the even star pendant um I think so. yeah okay well I'm I have never read the book so I don't even but I love the movies mm -hmm. and I don't even remember that part isn't I remember. Well, it's like the it's like the necklace he wears around his neck yeah. to like symbolize oh. their love, and like that's what Galadriel gives him. Okay, because apparently Arwen like left it with her. I if, think for, just in case Aragorn would show up. I was getting that mixed up with the the vial that Frodo uses. So, so oh yeah, no, I, totally different. I'm guessing she gives it to him in the movie, in their... I think Arwen gives it to him in right. the movie, yeah. like, when they're in Rivendell still. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And she's like, yeah, like, you have my heart or right. whatever. Yeah, um, doubling the amount of women in the, right. in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> great. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in the book, Galadriel gives it to him mm -hmm. because, I don't know, I guess you assume that Arwen had left it for him in case he were to pass through. It's so. not doubling it. It's just adding a third because there's... How many? What's her face? Sackville Baggins. Oh my Rosie. gosh. Does she even count? Maybe. What's her first name? Belinda or something? Some Lucinda Belinda. Lucinda, something. yeah. Okay. I think it might be Luce. I don't remember now. Yeah. I could probably find it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then Arwen isn't um the elf that takes Frodo to Rivendell when he's really sick after he has been stabbed. Um, I don't remember the name of the other elf, but the, they don't matter. It's some guy. <laughs> he takes him and Are they is it as intense? Are they chased by the Yeah. But I mean it's way cooler with Arwen. <laughs> and then unfortunately she becomes like the sad Dying. Dying lady in the other two movies. <laughs> it's pretty lame, but that's okay. She's she's cool in the first one, so yeah. yeah. So I forgot to ask you this at the beginning, but mm -hmm. why have you been? What's been keeping you? You you stole a book, but that wasn't enough to get you to start reading it. <laughs> what, what kept you from starting to read? Um, honestly, probably just because it's so much easier to watch the movies, <laughs> <laughs> and I really like the movies, yeah. so I would just and like I don't know. In my She's family. trying to keep some street cred with her masters in English. That was yeah. probably what finally drove her to read it. But I don't even know why I started reading. reading them. I think I was just like, well, 
it's been 12 years, <laughs> like it's finally time or something. But yeah, like in my family, we only were like super nerds and like refused to watch anything but the extended editions. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just felt like, well, yeah, I'm probably getting just about everything out of this that I'm going to. And had like from heard from other people that the books were kind of dense and just figured I'll get to it someday. Right. But I mean, like, and that's the thing where even, you know, it has to be at least somewhat dense. I know you said you liked part, like quite a bit of it. Yeah. But when a four hour movie is the quick version (laughs) of the story, it's going to be, it's, it's fairly dense yeah so so i have a question because the reason i haven't read them is mm, i guess i started with the hobbit Mm -hmm. and it i just didn't care for the style but maybe i didn't give it enough of a chance because there are certain books i read where i have to read Mm -hmm. a certain number of chapters before i get into the rhythms of the writer and the kate the speech cadence you know just different things like that Mm -hmm. so are these book you know this book did you need any time for that or did it just absolutely and it actually took me like a long time to get through the book Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and i was probably a much faster reader when i was younger and i've kind of slowed down quite a bit so just keep that in mind but like it took me I don't know, at least a couple months just to get through the first one. Um, And then took not quite as long for the second one, which I think is funny because I actually, I like the first one better. But I think by the time I got to the two towers, I was like ready for his style Mm -hmm. of writing. Mm -hmm. And so I just sort of flew through it a little easier. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it it took me quite a while. And I would say like... The first couple of chapters were actually probably the not so bad because most of it is just like fun, happy stuff being Uh, in the Shire and like mm -hmm. the party when Bilbo's leaving. Is it the very beginning where you learn that his ancestor invented golf by hitting an orc or is that the hobbit i can't remember i have zero memory (laughs) golf is invented by a hobbit who knocks off the head of an orc okay i don't i I don't remember that period like is that's a thing (laughs) that is a thing i don't have any memory of hobbit golf i'm on the exact opposite spectrum because i read the hobbit on a road trip when we were up to, going okay. up to Minnesota one uh-huh. year, and then I read the Lord of the Rings when I was like in fifth grade, so I, I think I read The Hobbit before that. But like, and I haven't touched them since. And I probably have like, if I were to reread them, it it would not jog any memories. I'm assuming just because yeah. it's been so long. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I read The Hobbit too. Like, I was probably a teenager the last time I read it. Um, the thing that I remember most is like. The scene with um, Gollum in the cave and hmm. like the the riddles in the dark or whatever that chapter is called, okay. um, and then the trolls when the trolls turn into stone. That's yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the beginning, I found really easy to get into because uh, he like paints the Shire really beautifully, and um, that's fun and. To be honest, it's, like, easy to imagine because I've seen the movies and it just sounds really beautiful. Um, And then once you get into, like, Tom Bombadil and they're in the 
the what do they call barrow downs or something yeah. when they're in the, the hills. barrow whites and yeah everything. yeah like i found it interesting but that was kind of slow and so it took me a while to get through that um and then like once the company is together like post rivendell that's probably where i i like picked up the most speed cool um and on like it's I think this is just like common sense, but like it's f- whenever I hit a point that I'm already familiar with because of the movies, it just goes a lot faster because mm-hmm. I'm I'm never having to reread or like oh wait what was that or yeah figure so, it out figure out what they yeah. mean yeah was it worth the wait yeah okay. absolutely <laughs> oh yeah it was really fun um and like uh, I just like because I've seen I don't I couldn't even tell you like how many times I've seen the movies like. Um, and as a kid, we would like at least once a year try and watch all three at one, you know, right in a row. Um, so it's, was really fun for me to pick out even like the little differences or nuances and kind of see like what the differences or similarities were. And yeah, it was just a fun read. Cool. I don't regret it at all. The only other thing that I'll say is that, okay, so I was saying that, uh, like, I could hear some of the character voices in the actors' voices because my dad was the one that read them to me as a kid. Like, there are all of these other, like, songs that Tolkien wrote, and some of them are in, like, the common tongue, and some of them are in Elvish or whatever, um, but that he's just added in as, like, people are singing these song stories and my dad would like just sort of make up tunes on the spot and and sing them to us. And so anytime I got to a song, I would like hear it in his voice. So that was kind of cool. That's great. But yeah, what a good dad. Yeah. (laughs) He's, he's pretty swell. Cool. Yeah. That's about it. All right. Wow. Thanks me. And thanks to Felt Punch for their uh, intro and outro music that they so kindly let us use. Thanks to my mom for sitting in, and you'll get to hear her stuff next week. All right, bye. Bye bye.